the first mindset shift I talk about is let's make sure that we understand that this website actually isn't about you. It's about you, but it's not for you. It's for your ideal client. The Wingnut Social Podcast is your website attracting your ideal client with Francisca Newman. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey there, Wingnuts. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the head, Wingnut, Darla Powell, and I am joined by the newly monikered orangutan, Natalie Graff. Hey there, Natalie. How the hell are you? Oh, I can't complain. You have had quite the busy day today. I have. Well, we both have. Yes. But we also have the kid home from school that's in the pool while we're recording. Hopefully she doesn't drown. To be clear, today's a holiday. Today she's not suspended. Oh! <gasps> She was suspended. Oh, yes, she was suspended. <laughs> she's she's a teenager. Like mother, listeners. like daughter. She's, she's a teenager. Yeah. She's a little rebellious. She has no soul. She's No, she's blonde hair, green eyes. She has a soul. <laughs> but let's not talk about her. Okay, let's not talk about her. No. Let's talk about why we're so busy today. You had a boatload of wingnut social calls. I had DPI calls, Darla Powell Interiors. Check it out, darlapowell.com. I've noticed lately for wingnut social, we're getting a lot more inquiries about SEO and website audits. In fact, Vanessa Helmick, who was one of our recent guests, she admitted, bravely so, <laughs> that she's one of our clients and she's undergoing a website audit for her interior design firm. So I thought, you know, it's been a hot minute since we had um, Justin Eastall on the show talking SEO and websites, and his episode will be in the show notes. So today, let's talk to someone else. And we're going to talk to Francisca Newman, who we met at the DIC. The Dick. <gasps> Natalie, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? No. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> I don't usually kiss my mother. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Okay, so anyway, Francisca Newman, we met at the DIC, and she is an interior designer who has learned the ins and outs of website design, SEO, from an interior design genre niche, if you will. Or she niche. Taught, she taught herself websites. Niche, I should say, because we're being fancy. Oh, That's why we say sofa, and niche, not couch. Niche. Curtains. Oh, no, drapes and not curtains. Whatever. I forgot. We got to put I'm on. I'm not a designer. Whatever. We got to put on our pillbox hats. No, there's no pillbox hat. <laughs> so, Francisca Newman of FCK. Francisca is the name of her firm that help interior designers out with their website. She's going to be our guest today. What else do we have going on there, Natalie Ann Graff? Well, the weather's starting to turn in dolphin fishing, <laughs> and so I'm going to have to, like, schedule and block those days so I can sneak away from you and go fishing. Well, your priorities are a little messed up. If you would rather go dolphin fishing than be stuck here in the guest house recording podcasts with these very interesting people. No, my priorities are correct. <laughs> I have to have some fishing days. The weather, the wind's starting to lay. It's beautiful. Listen, you don't complain. 
when you oh, have I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I dozed uh-huh. off there. Did I miss anything? Okay. Let's, Enter- get, let's get to this. Okay, good. TikTok. Okay. Guys, let me tell you a little bit about Francisca Newman. Before starting FZK Francisca, Francisca Newman spent 10 years in the design industry across the fields of architecture, interior design, and furniture design. She created her firm after seeing firsthand how difficult it was for other web agencies to understand the heart of design-centered work. Francisca started out by teaching herself enough code to program her website. Holy cow. I know. <laughs> She's she, smart. She started this business <laughs> the same way we started Wingnut Social. Hey, there's a need for this, people. She has been building her team of experts ever since. All right, Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Francisca Newman to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Francisca. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And we brought you on. We were telling the wingnuts that we brought you on because you are a designer turned website guru. So we're hoping to really pick your brain today. And in the pre-show chat we just had here, you said, oh, I actually have an interesting little story about that. So please tell us your little story about that. Yay. Um, Would love to. So as you said, I was an interior designer myself, actually in the outskirts of London. And I learned on the job, as many of us do. But things went wrong, right? There's so many moving pieces. So the sink is two inches to the left. Why? (laughs) um, And in my early 20s, mid 20s, I wasn't so good at managing all of that. So my late 20s brain thought, let's study this thing and it'll never happen again. I know what I'm doing, right? (laughs) How naive was that? But so I went, got myself a degree. And at the end of that, I figured, okay, let's go to New York because if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. And in two and a half years, really built a very sweet little design career. So I worked for architects firms and designer showrooms. And in our spare time, we did some fun things with our 350 square feet rental in Chelsea and had it photographed and submitted it to what was Metropolitan Home Magazine. They had like an annual reader's home feature. So we got featured and that sort of made us small space experts. And not long after, HDTV called, and they were filming Small Space, Big Style. This was 2005. And um, they came with a whole crew in our 350 square feet. We just had a baby, and they could not believe how we did that, (laughs) which was (laughs) easy because it's just a baby and it doesn't need any space at all in the first month. (laughs) So So anyway, that was that. And then next thing is that the Oprah show called. So there was a little, yeah, there was a little lesson in there that little press or big press watches little press. Um, So it was kind of a stair stepping up um, because we had found this niche of being small space experts. So Nate Burkes was doing a small space special on Oprah, and they wanted all of our furniture on the show. So the, the deal with that was that we'd actually, because of this background visa issue, had to move back to London, and all our furniture was in London. And Oprah wanted it two weeks later in Chicago. And they weren't going to pay for shipping. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, yay. So it became this, the whole Oprah thing became sort of the most bittersweet thing in my career to date. We did end up featuring a light on the Oprah show. And what you need when Oprah calls is a website, right? 
Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. So I I couldn't afford an agency at the time. So I built my own, taught myself, got that product up there so people could buy it. And that's sort of how the the website deal stuck. Okay. So, you know, little things like I don't know if you guys heard last week's episode with Abby McCollum on HGTV, right? So you mentioned HGTV called out, but of course that was 12, what? No, not 12. What? What? Wait, five minus nine, 14 years ago. Yeah. So they were, they were just still kind of in their infancy, kind of ish, right? So, yeah. So that story leads right into our first question. Oh, oh, okay. Why is a good website so important in this day and age? Yeah. Okay. So now we're even in 2019. Yeah. So let's, let's just dive in, Francisca. Let's talk about, okay, you've, you've, said what a you know you've discovered how important a website is because you needed oprah you needed nate burkus and hgtv's attention so how is it even more important in this day and age for a designer to have a good website yeah it's well one it's your online home right so even with social media email marketing there's so many different ways you can market online as a designer it still always needs to kind of lead back to your online home the website kind of all roads lead to Rome deal. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for tracking, for, you know, our designers' businesses are so referral-based. And for a long time, designers could get away with putting up a brochure website, put it up once, forget about it for several years until, you know, an update is necessary. And um, now you can't do that anymore. No, you can't. You even have to update it regularly for for Google, for SEO and the blogs and everything. So it's gotten, it's really gotten convoluted with how much you have to nurture and and babysit your websites. You know, it's funny that you um, say there's designers even now today. We've got calls, I think, this week. Already, I, had it's a, only, I had a call this morning. And it's only Monday, and they don't really have a website presence. Right. They're only on Howl's. And we, um, Waddell and Bichetti, they'll tell you, they were on Howl's forever, and they just recently, they were on our podcast too. We'll put that in the show notes. They just recently got a website because they knew they had to get it. So, but they were, they kind of just had that brochure, you know, Howl's presence. My, my poor little brain's still on the, uh, it's just your home online. I, yeah, I because love that. you own I it. love that analogy. That's just a, so perfect. Mm-hmm. You own it too, right? That's the one thing yes. you do own because social media marketing is crazy important. It's the first part of the lead to the funnel to get them to your, you know, your intellectual property, the thing you own to get your email list built up and stuff like that. But I'm kind of, I digress. So in the past, right, you've talked about designers, a lot of designers starting out with the DIY websites. You know, mm-hmm. you have the, the, what is it? Wix, yeah, uh, Squarespace, Squarespace, WordPress. Weebly. Yeah. We, yeah, Weebly. So at what point would you say, okay, it's better not to have a website than to have a really bad DIY website? Or at what point would you say that just isn't cutting it? It's really time to to step up, put on the big pants and get a, a, a big girl website? Yeah, th- there's definitely a place in an interior designer's sort of business journey where that no longer cuts it. I th- I'm actually, I'm not so totally against people doing it at first. Like if you're fresh out of school or you're starting something and you just kind of need to have minimal investment to see if this is a viable path for you, you know, and you like mm-hmm. an interior design career, there's great templates out there, like stick your picture in it, write your own copy and, <laughs> and right. you know, pray and go for it. I think that's fine. But if it sticks, like if you're getting projects, you know, if you're, if it's a year down the line, two years, three years, and it's working. And most designers actually come to us when at that point, 
when they might want to transition from just residential, small residential projects to a first boutique hotel or something like that. And then they realize they're up against the competition that's slightly bigger in their town and they just don't look professional enough. That's the point where I think you, you, yeah, you need to step it up. That, that leads me really pretty much to my question is, you know, when you're doing a a website, a DIY website, what message do you think that um, communicates to potential clients in the beginning? Yeah. The main thing, or the main mistake that kind of that I see people make is that because we're designers and we love making things pretty, um, mm. we don't take enough time to really create the visual brand for our business. So, and that's sort of where it doesn't look professional enough a lot of the time. You know, so we have fonts all over the place. We have colors all over the place. You know, on this on this mood board for that client, this font and that color looks so great. And then the next one's, you know, the opposite color <laughs> and a new font. And the same thing can happen on a website, you know, that your graphics just aren't consistent. And then you have sort of one branding thing going on Instagram and another one on house and another one on the website. That's what's confusing. And that's where you don't look professional enough. You know, what we find a lot for designers that come to us is that they thought, oh, you know, I tried to do the branding myself thinking I'm an interior designer. How hard can it be? And then they learn the hard way that it's two entirely different animals to do (laughs) branding for your website and then to do interior is two different things. So it's like if that's out of your wheelhouse, that's definitely something I I would delegate out to to someone. Agreed. We have a lot of wingnuts listening who are just starting out, you know, just starting their interior design businesses, as well as those that have been around for 30 years that maybe still don't have a a great website presence that might still want to throw their hat in the DIY ring. You mentioned Weebly, you mentioned Wix. What If you had to recommend a DIY platform to someone, you know, just starting out, maybe didn't really have a full grasp, (laughs) you know, but just needed that brochure placeholder to get their, their selves, you know, on the internet. Which of those platforms would you recommend? I actually prefer Squarespace. Okay. Yeah, I just feel that the from a design perspective, their templates are the cleanest and it's pretty. easy to use. Yeah, it's pretty. So you you can't build something too awful with it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what advantages would you say Squarespace has over WordPress? It's simpler to use for the client, I mean, to update for the client themselves going forward. You know, it's definitely an easier interface. So in in my world, in my brain, it, we will build Squarespace websites for clients as well if they have a small budget. Um, oh, gotcha. It's, it's just kind of quicker. Um, the maintenance is lower. They are going to be able to up, make updates themselves. WordPress just becomes more complex out of the gate. So if you were doing a higher-end website for maybe a higher-end designer, would you start out with WordPress, or is that yeah. something Squarespace could evolve into? No. No, I would okay. go for WordPress, yeah. Okay, cool. That's interesting. So, Francisca, what are some good content or some good elements that designers can look for f- to put into their website to make a good, solid website? Yes. So the first thing I always talk to our clients about is that is a bit of a mindset shift that's really important to make when you start. Um, because we, we become self-conscious, kind of looking at the blank page of the website going, it's about me. What do I say? <laughs> like, you know, it's really uncomfortable. It's really hard to do for yourself. It so is. the first mindset shift I talk about is let's make sure that we understand that this website actually isn't about you. It's about you, but it's not for you. It's for your ideal client. So 
the more you can address them with everything you do, the better a website you're going to end up with. And there's sort of an easy copy example in our about section. We often go to the typical CV type bio, you know, like I, I'm, you know, was born in whatever. (laughs) I've got this great degree and blah, blah, blah. But it helps the ideal client self-identify if they're a good fit to work with you so much more if you can describe, I help empty nesters, you know, just after their kids left, rearrange their life and build a whole new world for themselves, right? So it's, it's kind of taking a very different approach and that will help guide you as to what you have to show them. That's very specific too. You know, I will empty nesters, you know, that's very, very um, definitely reaching into an ideal client. When someone's writing their copy for the bio on their website, do you recommend they write it in first person or third person? Mm, I don't think I have a necessarily like a first or third preference. I just, the more you can make it a storytelling adventure that you take your clients on, I think the more successful it is like right. the, every architect and interior designer's website or many, many that we open up, it always says we will design a home that meets our clients' needs and lifestyle. And have you seen that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah, definitely. In fact, when you were talking about you want to make the website about you, and I, I've mentioned this before, there's a book called, I think, is it Building Your Story Brand or something to that? Yes. Yeah, yes. right. Okay, yeah. And that's what he talks about. You want to make the copy, you want to make everything about your website, for the most part, you want to make the ideal client or the consumer, the actual hero, the action taker, mm-hmm. yes. you know, of why it's about them and how it's going to affect them if they've take if they take these actions um, to hire you. Right. So yeah, that's a that's a great point. Yeah. And, you know, to bring it kind of into context. So interior design is still a sort of rare breed in that we're so referral based. And I think that's why uh, the interior design industry is a little bit of a late adopter to the online space because we were able to get away without it for many, many years, you know, didn't really need it. But people, if they get your business card at a party or your friends recommended you, they're going to go online, they're going to check out your website. There are certain things they're going to look for. So one is what kind of person are you? Literally, like, what do you look like? Can I relate to you? Do I like you? you know, it's only human. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. want to connect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's why video is so fantastically helpful because um, people can experience you speaking, your vibe, your voice, all of that stuff. And then two is has this interior designer done a project like mine, like the one I have in mind? You know, maybe mm. in my neighborhood, the type of house, the style the, that I'm looking for, you know, that's important for them to see. And then also social proof. You know, what are others saying about you? What kind of press? What testimonials are they giving? Even if, of course, on a website, we've uploaded those ourselves, but it's still valuable. It is. And you know, it's funny that you say that today, too, because Natalie and I and pre-show were talking about, you know, we had a lot of sales calls today. And I actually did a consultation call for Darla Powell Interiors. And the client who's going to book a consultation is like, oh, I saw a project in your portfolio. It looks almost exactly what I have in mind. Mm -hmm. I saw your testimonials. And we just signed a client two weeks ago. I think we've mentioned before that while we don't have video on the website, we do a lot of video on our social media. I saw I love the way you spoke. I felt like I knew you. I knew I could relate to you. So, yep. and you did mention putting video on your website. A, a good friend of ours, Valerie Lagrasse, she works out of um, 
New Orleans in Louisiana. She, I think she just revamped her website. I'm not sure if she still has the same video, but she has on just in the hero image, a gorgeous video of her doing work, you know, on her projects. Do you recommend having that like on the, on the landing page? Does that slow down the the website too much? Or do you think it, the, that uh, just them seeing the video of you outweighs any detriment there? I think a video available, like easily available of you is really, really helpful. Um, so I would, I would take the, you can minimize the like file size and that kind sure. of thing and make it pretty doable. Or if it minimize, if it like and hinders your homepage too much, you could put it on your about page or like you guys are doing, you know, do it. Mm-hmm do a lot of video on social media so people get a feel for you there. You know, tour video production is also a budget question, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so. a lot cheaper to do social. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just use an iPhone and Natalie and you're good to go. Yep. Exactly. I'm for hire if anybody would like to uh, hire me. <laughs> yeah. Just put that plug there. <laughs> we all need a Natalie. <laughs> Amen, sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so like would you recommend – I've been thinking, Natalie, lately for a DPI. It's time for Ellen. Here we go. Ellen, get ready to do a drinking game. Ellen Danick, ladies and gentlemen, of putting a video on our consultation page, just walking through the video. Here's what you get in a consultation. And here's what we can go over in our 90 minutes. You think that would be a good space to do or something on the about me might be better? Yeah, I think both of it is fine. I think it's also, I think also like when you complete a project to maybe on reveal day, you know, you've already set it all up, you've, you've styled it, you're going to take photographs, if you can afford it to do a little video and to get a testimonial, a two camera testimonial from your client is, oh. would be amazing. Like, you know, um, test, video, test, video testimonials from clients are great. And then you could also be there talking about the project. Um, same time, you know, just get it all done. When you say two camera, what do you mean by that? Um, that the client looks at the camera responding to questions about the project. Oh, so, okay. so there's a testimonial format that I always use where you start with, what was life like before <laughs> you started working you know, with us, the interior designer? What was the process like? And how amazing is life now that this project <laughs> is done? So that's the it. format. <laughs> that is great. I do like that. How that miserable great. were you before you met me? And now how blessed are you and to have met me? And how miserable were you in the middle? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we should leave that part out. <laughs> so in your opinion, what do you think about multiple websites? For instance, you have a website for your blog and you have a website for design. Is that yes, no, maybe Ah, it's my favorite one. <laughs> oh, good. We get this question a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because so you won't believe how many designers I log into their GoDaddy account or different accounts. And um, I look, I see all the domains they've bought. And there's like 20, <laughs> 50, 80. I'm like, whoa. Um, so I've only ever had one client who could get away with multiple websites. And I think we built seven for her. But she was the wow. daughter of a Hollywood celebrity actor and whatever she did, she had a ready, willing audience, you know, (laughs) waiting for her to just sneeze, you know, Nice. Um, the rest of us as mere mortals, if you, (laughs) if you have two, three, four websites, essentially a website for every idea or avenue of your business that you have, 
we all know how much traction and how much effort it takes to drive traffic to it because building it is one thing, but then continuously shepherding it, creating new content for it, keeping the SEO good, um, driving, you know, doing a social media channel for it, driving that traffic to your website. Imagine doing that for three or four ideas or parts of your business well you have to have massive resources of time or money to make that work successfully. So for the mere mortals, Wait, no. I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I, I call that my umbrella brand concept. Like try to stick to the umbrella brand of who you are. And the example I use is let's think of our beloved Martha Stewart. You know, if you met Martha at a party and you'd asked her, what do you do? And she says, oh, I design some products and I do a bit of TV. I've got some books. You know, you'd be very impressed, but you'd be like, okay, but that's kind of confusing. I don't know what you really do now. Um, but when we think of Martha Stewart, we know exactly what she stands for. Don't you think? Like, it's so clear, you know, and she's built that brand that all of her little projects or books or TV show or whatever fit under and they all follow that same topic, you know, the same umbrella. So I have a quick question here. So my, my blog for DarlaPowell.com, Darla Powell Interior, shameless plug, is called Wingnuts and Wallpaper. And I do have the URL for that, but the blog doesn't live in a separate URL. What will happen is if someone searches for Wingnuts and Wallpaper, it directs to DarlaPowell.com. Mm -hmm. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? Does that hurt SEO to do that for my, for my blog? No, it, it doesn't hurt SEO and it's great. So it'll feed better SEO to DarlaPowell.com. Oh, good. Yeah, because I've gotten um, mixed answers on that, actually. So, ah, okay, good. Okay. I can sleep tonight. So, let, <laughs> because I'm the soulless ginger, let's mm. talk about SEO because that's just like three little letters for me. It stands for soulless ever only. Uh, only. Okay, Darla. <laughs> How do we ensure that our rankings are as high as they can be? Yeah, great question. And to do a little disclaimer on your previous question, Darla, is you may have to like be specific about the setup to make that work. Okay. But I would definitely keep it all under the umbrella and make sure that all the SEO juice helps Darla Powell. That's what we're trying to do. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for SEO, one, you have to know it's an ongoing game. Like you have to really commit to it. Um, two, you will do better in a niche, mm -hmm. you know, like interior designer and then your town. If it's a big town, it's going to be crazy hard. But again, like um, you can't really say empty nester <laughs> interior design. <but laughs> one of those, you know, picking your niche, renovations, town, blah, blah, is, is easier, going to be easier to win in. You also are somewhat at the mercy of your competitors because if they suddenly decide to focus on SEO in a big way and you may have all your ducks in a row, um, you can still drop just because they've suddenly started doing stuff, right? So you, you just have to be on it all the time. And I always think it has to fit into the bigger kind of online and marketing strategy that you're thinking about. Exactly. Um, and how, 
which is kind of a whole other conversation. Yeah, but, a whole yeah. other episode probably. And so let's, let's here's a quick question. I know a lot of designers are probably thinking about right now because, um, and I ask a lot of guests this, and I never really get the same answer. <laughs> but uh, we've had episodes on how often should you blog for SEO? How, how what is the um, frequency that of you know, posting new content to your blog, whether it be portfolio images, blog, you know, new projects, whatever? How, how often should you be changing that up? and freshening that up for SEO or does that even matter? Yeah. Um, yes, it, it matters, but again, it, I would, I would give a different answer based on kind of where you're on your business and what your business is like and what your resources are. I'd sort of say without knowing, you know, without having a specific sort of example in front of us here, it, I would say once a month to give your website some TLC is a great idea. Okay. If you if you have more resources and you're actively blogging and you love writing and you have pretty pictures all the time, once a week is fantastic. Hmm. Chop, chop, Darla, you better get busy. I know, right? Is <laughs> posting new portfolio pictures as effective as writing a new blog and uploading it? Not for SEO. Okay. Is it helpful at all <laughs> for SEO? <laughs> Can it help? Um, if, if you put your alt tags in there, do you know what uh, alt tags are? You know what? Are? Yes, I do. I know what alt tags are, but let's ex let's describe them for the wing that's listening. Yeah. So alt tags and every platform, whether your website is on WordPress, Squarespace, Weebly, will have a place where you can add an alt. It's A-L-T, alt mm -hmm. tag. And you can find out if you Google it, it'll tell you where to put it in. So every image should have a description in that alt tag. And it came from uh, disability, no, accessibility, it's called, sorry, accessibility in the online space. So somebody who's visually impaired will get read the text that you put into the alt tag to understand what's in the picture that they can't see. You want to put things in there that describe the picture, not in great length, but in sort of keyword excerpts, like Right. Green. I keep forgetting to do that, actually. Yeah. I, I have uploaded so many pictures and I keep forgetting. I'll have to go in and go back through my, my pictures and add the alts because my I have a what is my what is the name of our website, Natalie? It's not um it's none of those platforms we discussed. CMS. It's it's a uh, I know it's a content management system, but it's custom. Mm -hmm. Actually, my our website designer was on the uh, the podcast. His name is Justin Easthall, and he's also from England. <laughs> and and usually you know all the the words are is spelled english and the dates are backwards <laughs> but yeah so i have to but there's a space for alt tag i totally forget about that see that's what happens when you have to do everything yourself yes okay so you have answered a lot of questions about website and seo but before we get into the what up wingnut round i have to ask you if there was one major thing that you could advise designers against doing on their website that would help them going forward what would that be oh yes i love this question so the a lot of people come to me or designers, architects more so than interior designers. Your interior designers are a little smarter, but uh, <laughs> yes, you're a little more marketing savvy. <laughs> um, but the the tenor is because we all talk in images. My clients always ask me, just put my beautiful pictures up there, no words, like keep a key clean and simple, and show my pictures. I don't want any text, and I you know, I, as kindly as I can, <laughs> I, <laughs> I must warn you to please not do that. So one, we have talked about SEO and how important text on a website is for Google to find you. If you just mm -hmm. have pictures, um, it's gonna, your SEO is 
essentially just going to suck. Sorry. <laughs> it's I love it. not great. Um, and <laughs> two, I think the other thing we forget is, and this is the question I always ask, and I'll ask you guys, how many mm. times have you heard your clients say, I need your help with this, you know, designing my kitchen because I just can't picture it. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Job security is what I call that. Exactly. So now imagine a website with just pictures and here's a client who can't picture things. So because oh. we're all visual, we kind of get it. Like you show me a picture <laughs> and I get it. Like I understand right. what you mean, but our clients don't like they hire us because they're not that way. So you, you're kind of, leaving out all the other learning modalities and possibilities for people to connect with you by just showing them pictures. So tell the story too. You know, some people do really love to read. It might not be you or me, but they do. Or show them the video, you know, sh just give them different ways to connect with you. Yeah, Natalie doesn't like to read. She's, no, she's out. Read. She just I wants to look at the pictures. pictures. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. I do like I do like the idea of putting the video in there. So actually, I lied. I do have one more question for you. So if you were going to do a video for the website, because um, you're like, you know, invest a little bit, get the two camera thing for the testimonial. I mean, how fancy pants expensive can it be? Can you get away with doing something? I mean, you want something more than can the Natalie, iPhone. Can Natalie do it? No, Natalie can't do it. <laughs> Natalie could possibly do a pretty cool iPhone video. You would recommend a professional production for that? Yeah, I think if your budget allows, you know, and you have this glorious finished project, you want to use it. Like if that's a project that fits your ideal client, your ideal scenario, and you want more of them, I would throw a little bit of resources at it and and take as much, yeah, do it right. Take as much footage as you can. You can cut it down into so many different things. And you can have a close-up of an artisan that's maybe there too, or, you know, there's so many different aspects you can take and you can make it into four or five little videos at the end of the day. So it's worth it. All right. Mainly I ask you that because Natalie um, and I are just too close and she has no respect for me. So if we can get a third opinion, then she'll say, oh yeah, let's budget some money for that. So. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> she, she doesn't listen to me. She has to hear it from our guests. <laughs> Which is, I don't know if you noticed, but we, we hold her captive quite a lot so she can learn from our guests. Okay, Francisca, now it is time for the What Up Wingnut round. Are you ready? I am ready. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Ooh, I, I think I need to be a birch tree, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> I love, the, <laughs> I love the, the white bark and the little black lines on it. And that's, that's a good enough reason for yeah. me. Yep. This is our like first them. birch tree. Yeah. Is it? Yep. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. All right. If you were on death row, what would your last meal request be? It would have to be my grandma's dish called Heaven and Earth. Um, it's a German dish. And it's um, it's essentially apples from the earth, which is potatoes, and apples from the sky, which is apples, mixed together into like a sweet sour mash. So it's called Heaven and Earth. That sounds actually really cool. Yeah. I've never had that. Me yeah. neither. You have to, have to have it. Where can where can one go to get that? Uh, to my grandma's house. <laughs> we have to go to we have to go to Francis's grandma's house. Where's grandma live? Knock knock knock. <laughs> well, well, she's she's dead. She's been dead oh, for a while. Wow. But uh, no, it's a German dish. So just go to Germany. And Way to go, Natalie. Sorry. <laughs> if you could only have, if you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? Definitely teleportation. Nice. I love that one. And because 
I've lived in a lot of places around the world in my life and there's great things about each place and not so great things about each one and I think it'd just be great if you could get there quicker and just soak up the great parts every now and again from all these other places. Did you ever see the movie Jumper with Christian? Mm-hmm. Is it Christian Hayden? Christian, I forget his name. No. it's You might like it. It's about teleportation. It's is really, it? really cool because, yeah, he, he just goes, he's at the pyramids at one second. He's, you know, in Ireland the next. It's awesome. Yay. Last but not least, what book has had the biggest impact on you, either personally or professionally? I'm going to have to give my beloved, beloved business coach a plug. <laughs> so he's just published, <laughs> he's published his first um, book just now called The Alter Ego Effect. And it's okay. by Todd Herman. And I, uh, I'm actually, my case study is in the book as well. Um, so you can oh, read nice. my story in there. But it's a f- fantastic, he's coached Olympic athletes for many, many, many years and developed, he's sort of known for the mental game. And we all need more of that in, in business, I think. Um, to, it's just a great way to learn how to not hold yourself back. Oh, gosh, we all need that. Yeah. How much of it is so, it's just mindset. The alter, yeah. I'm Googling it right now. The alter ego effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Is it on Audible? Is it an audiobook yet? Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Well, it's going in my cart, going in my yeah. cart. Would it, I, this is off the subject, <laughs> but would it be something that my 14 year old could read? Is there any nudity or bad words in it? I don't think so. <laughs> I think she Okay. Did. She's, um, she's, she's a soccer player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's an athlete. She's an athlete. And they're telling us that if she wants to take it to whatever level she would like to take it to, that she has the potential. But I'm just not sure she has the uh, mental she's 14, game and the drive. And she's 14. So if I could give her something to read and say, right. hey, look, this is possible. All right. Yeah. That's The Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman. And it is in my Audible cart. And of I will purchase it, it shortly, which much <laughs> to Natalie's chagrin, I spent a lot of money on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Francisca, please tell the Wingnuts where they can find you and what you have going on. And you have an offer for the Wingnuts, don't you? I do. Yes. Yeah. I love I love your Wingnuts. I love your podcast. So yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. And you guys, of course. Um, uh, so my website is byfrancisca.com, which is B-Y-F-R-A-N-Z-I-S-K-A.com. And if you add a forward slash wingnuts to it, you can download my winning website template. So I'll lay out a structure for all the elements that you need on a good website. Um, and yeah, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll include some basic SEO tips. Do you think that would be helpful? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'll download it like 10 times. <laughs> oh, Darla, we have a whole team that does your SEO. Relax. I know, I know. I know, but I'm just I'm thinking of adding Francisca to our team. Okay, so that was that was that was by Francisca. That, that was by Francisca.com slash wingnuts. Make sure you guys get that wingnuts in there to get your templates and your free SEO goodies there. And what is your... um? your instagram handle let's get some followers there for you what the hell yeah it's uh, at fzk underscore francisca and you might just have to look it up in the show notes how to spell (laughs) (laughs) i know i had to call you ahead of time i said okay please tell me i'm pronouncing your name correctly okay (laughs) all right francisca thank you so much for joining us on the wingnut social podcast and giving us some great insights as to what will help make our website so much more awesome sauce we really appreciate it thank you thank you Hello, Newman. That's supposed to be Seinfeld, right? That is Seinfeld. Do we ever tell the wingnuts about your Amish background? I don't know, but we don't have time for that right now.
We don't have time about that. No, we okay. don't. I have something more pressing. What can you possibly have that's more pressing than this podcast? The fact that you have to look it up and see if we told them or if we didn't (laughs) tell them, and then we don't want to repeat ourselves and sound like two bat women that don't know what they're talking about. So you are getting a potty mouth, young lady. I'm around you too much. Well, I want to talk about the guests that we just had on Francisca Newman. Yes. Yes. So do you know how you always tell me that when we go to events, where'd you go? You just leave me. You're off talking to somebody, right? Yes, because you're my emotional support ginger. Okay. Well, I'm doing my thing like I do at the Design Influencers Conference. AKA the dick. Yes, Darla. That never, you're like a 12 year old boy. Girl. Girl. But Thanks. Yeah, Thanks same, anyway. Same thing. I was kind of hoping you'd notice. Well, yeah, I did. But <laughs> you will always say, where are you? What are you doing? And I was networking like I do. And I come back over to you and you go, where's the business cards? I need a business card. That woman needs to be on my podcast. And I'm like, what woman needs to be on your podcast? What are you talking about? So she actually approached me and said, oh, yeah, I was just talking to Darla. And I said, oh, you're the one that she's like, where are you? What are you doing? And I said, yes. So I love the connection. Way to go. You might actually be on to something, Darla. Yeah, she's so sweet. I really like her. So I'm talking about collaborating, of course, with her, you know, in the future. Yes, absolutely. I love it. I love making all these networking and making all these business friends. A rising tide lifts all the boats, don't you know? And it proves a point that when you get out there and you go network, look Mm -hmm. what happens. Yeah, you meet great friends. I, I just asked her if she wants to stay in our VRBO when we go to High Point in October because she seems like she'd be really cool to hang out with. She does. Did you pass that by our other travel companions? And she said yes. She ha- she doesn't she know did. about Apple Baby. She does not know about <laughs> Apple Baby. Apple Baby. Yeah. So sorry, Francis. I didn't tell you. We tend to be get haunted with places we stay. <laughs> yeah. You might want to reconsider that, but yeah. uh, you know, come at your own risk. You guys will have to listen to last week's episode to, right. to know what we're talking about. All right. So I think that's it for, for this week. Natalie, if you guys haven't checked out our uh, social media strategy package, you need to hop on that over at wingnutsocial.com slash services or something like that. Or if you're just tired of doing your own social media. I mean, I am, but you know. Are you, really? You own a social media marketing company. You cannot get tired of doing your own social media. I know because I don't have to. <laughs> That's true. We have a team in place, a team standing by. They're, Stand by. They're tanned, rested, and ready. And if you call one eight seven seven wingnut that's W-I-N-G-N-U-T, they will answer the phone with bated breath just to see how they can help you with your social media marketing. But you might get disappointed. I might answer. Uh, you know what? You do answer the phone. I do I, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I if do. everybody else is like dead. Yeah, because you know I have that phone phobia thing. It's real. Okay. Who talks on the phone anymore? Send me a text. Good Lord. That's, I'm not alone. I know. There's people out there right now going, yes. You are not alone. Though. Yes. Okay, guys. Make sure to follow us on social at Wingnut Social. And I think that's it for this week. I think that's it. All right. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. So let's get on our website talk and talk. Let's get on. All right. No, my poor AI. Newman. All right. Newman. Who's Newman? All I know is Paul Newman on the spaghetti jar. (laughs) 
Seinfeld. Who's Seinfeld? No soup for you? Yeah, no soup oh, for you. No soup for Seinfeld. you. Seinfeld. Okay. Yes. All right. You ready, Darla Powell? 